What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be giving you guys three topics that I'm going to be discussing in the world of WWE. The first topic that has to do with the NXT TakeOver War Games preview and predictions. The second topic, I'm going to be talking about Rhea Ripley saying that she lost her confidence after her loss at WrestleMania 36. And in the last topic, I'm going to be talking about WWE specifically, Vince McMahon rejecting Sting's request to go one-on-one with The Undertaker in a cinematic match. All that coming up next on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where we have some topics that I am going to dive into, and I'm going to kick it off with the NXT TakeOver War Games predictions. So let's jump right into it with the first match on the card, Timothy Thatcher going one-on-one with Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, ladies and gentlemen, has... Absolutely done nothing of note since returning to NXT. He hasn't done anything. NXT has no plans for him. This match with him and Timothy Thatcher does nothing for me. I'm going to go with Tommaso Ciampa specifically because he is NXT. I am not a fan of Timothy Thatcher. I respect Timothy Thatcher, but I am not a fan of his. So that's just simple. I'm going to go with Tommaso Ciampa. In a strap match... Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Same thing with Timothy Thatcher that I have with Cameron Grimes. I'm not a fan of his, really. The gimmick, I don't give a shit about his gimmick. But he is a damn good professional wrestler. I've been watching him since his Impact Wrestling days. So I know who he is. Now, Dexter Loomis has been one of the best acts in NXT over the last couple months. I've been a fan of his, and I could definitely see him winning this match. And going after the NXT Championship or the NXT North American Championship. In this match, I obviously have Dexter Loomis. In the third match, we have Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, and the North American Champion, Leon Ruff. Dude, this is an absolute joke of a match. Leon Ruff has no business being in this fucking match. This should have been Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano again. Leon Ruff, I felt, was in this match just for shock factor. Just for shock factor alone, he was in this match. I'm not a fan of Leon Ruff. I don't give a damn about Leon Ruff. If this man does not lose the NXT North American Championship, I'm going to be pissed off. We need to get Damian Priest... Versus Johnny Gargano again in a rematch for the North American Championship. End of story. Now, who wins this match? It's not going to be Leon Ruff. Does Johnny Gargano once again become the NXT North American Champion? Or does Damian Priest regain back the North American Championship? I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano this time. 
Johnny Gargano has been absolutely on fire as a heel. I've been enjoying his heel work. And I do see Scream playing a factor into Johnny Gargano successfully becoming the new North American champion. Now, in a War Games match, one of two, we have here the women's War Games match with Team Blackheart, Sashi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and NXT champion, NXT women's champion, Io Shirai, who is the best women's wrestler on the planet. They're going to go against Team LeRae, Candice LeRae, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, and Ronquel Gonzalez. Tony Storm turned heel. That was absolutely one of the best decisions because I feel that Tony Storm really wasn't going to go anywhere as a babyface on the NXT women's division. They have a lot of top stars in that division. NXT's women's division is the best in North America and in the world. You look at the card and you look in this match. You look at the participants in this match. I could see Ember Moon shining bright. But I feel at the end of the day, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae is going to do any, anything she can, everything she can to get her team to get a W. But I feel like Rhea Ripley at the end of the day is going to galvanize her troops. And she is going to reign supreme in war games. I got team Rhea Ripley winning the war games match. Speaking of war games, man, the other match in war games, the men's war games match. We have the Undisputed Era versus the Kings of NXT. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan. And Danny Birch, the current NXT Tag Team Champions. The Undisputed Era has not been seen on NXT over the past couple months because they were selling their injuries that Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch and their crew gave to them a couple months ago. So they were selling the injuries. I like that. Recently, the Undisputed Era returned. And they are setting their sights on Pat McAfee and his squad. All I'm going to say is the Undisputed Era is going to reign supreme. The baby faces are going to beat the heels in this match. Those two War Games matches should be very, very fun. I'm more looking forward to the women's War Games match personally than the men's War Games match. That's just me. Let me know what you guys think. Are you guys more excited about the men's War Games than the women's? Or are you on my side and you're more excited about the women's war games match than the men's? That is my NXT TakeOver War Games predictions. Now in the next topic that I am going to be discussing has to do with Rhea Ripley saying that she lost her confidence since losing to Charlotte Flair following her match at WrestleMania 36. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, Rhea Ripley lost her confidence. No shit. She lost to Charlotte Flair. She should have not lost to Charlotte Flair, but she did. And when she did, her momentum, and I mean, look at the TV product. Look at what happened after she lost to Charlotte Flair. Her momentum went completely in 
the toilet. She was not pushed. She was in a feud with Robert Stone, okay, and Aaliyah. You want to talk about burial? You want to talk about at the bottom of the barrel? That is the bottom of the barrel facing Aaliyah and the Robert Stone brand. Give me a break. Rhea Ripley's an up-and-coming superstar. She could be a megastar in the women's division for years to come. Are you going to put a future piece of your women's division on the main roster against Aaliyah and Robert Stone? Give me a break, Doc. Give me a break. Rhea Ripley, I feel still, I feel like she is still trying to find her momentum once again. And I believe her momentum is going to start at War Games. And I'm here to tell you, Rhea Ripley is going to go to the main roster. I feel like after War Games, she's going to go to the main roster. She has nothing else to do on the on the NXT roster. There's nothing for this woman to do. She's been NXT Women's Champion on multiple occasions. She's been in war games once before. She's done everything in NXT. What else can this woman do? And that loss to Charlotte Flair is one of the worst booking decisions in recent WWE memory. It is. Along with along with the Fiend and all his bullshit, Rhea Ripley should not have lost to Charlotte Flair. I don't give a damn that they put on a classic, and they did. They put on one of the best women's matches in WWE history. That's not the matter. That's not the issue. The issue is she lost, which she shouldn't have, and she did. And her coming out saying that she lost her confidence, I'm not shocked about that. I'm really not. It's not Charlotte Flair's fault. I'm not blaming Charlotte Flair. But I will tell you, it is the Charlotte Flair effect. You know how people said something about Triple H and John Cena? Oh, it's the John Cena effect. It's the Triple H effect. It's the Hulk Hogan effect. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Charlotte Flair effect. Rhea Ripley lost to Charlotte Flair, and her her momentum went completely down the toilet. Now, I feel like Rhea Ripley has a bright future in WWE. She's going to be a cornerstone for the women's division for years to come. But that lost, it just, man, I just don't understand why they did that. Why did you have Charlotte Flair become the NXT women's champion? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because of AEW. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you thought the women's division needed someone like Charlotte Flair to be the main champion for your brand. And she did not need to be. But this is WWE. This is upper management. They love their queen. They don't give a damn about anybody else. Listen, I don't hate Charlotte Flair. I just hate the way she's booked. I hate the way she's portrayed. I'm not the only one with the same mentality of thinking in regards to Charlotte Flair. There's a lot of people in the wrestling community that feel the same. But then there's a lot of people that are fans of Charlotte Flair. Listen, I am a fan of Charlotte Flair. I'm just not a fan of her character.
There's a difference, people. Understand that. Don't try to twist people's words and think that they hate Charlotte Flair. Now, there's some people out there that genuinely hate Charlotte Flair. I don't hate Charlotte Flair. I just don't like the way she's booked. Okay? Simple. Understand that. Now, I'm going to talk more about Rhea Ripley for a second. Rhea Ripley. She's a great talent. She has a great look. She has a great moveset. Her finisher is fucking awful. Rhea Ripley needs to change the Riptide. That move is fucking awful. It is not an impactful finisher. Period. It's not. And nobody else is going to tell me otherwise. She needs to have more of an impactful move. Remember when Triple H, it was well documented that Triple H told Apollo Crews, I want you to be, I want you to come up with a impactful finisher. That's what I want Triple H to tell Rhea Ripley. I want Triple H to tell Rhea Ripley, I want you to come up with a more powerful, you're a powerful person. I need you to come up with a powerful finisher. Simple. You know what I mean? So, I just feel like Rhea Ripley deserves better. Rhea Ripley is a great talent. She has a bright future. And I hope eventually when she goes up to the main roster that she's booked well. And we're going to see what happens. I hope for the best for her. I really do. Now in the last topic for today's show, WWE rejected Sting versus The Undertaker in a cinematic match. Bro. <laughs> it's in the news, guys. It's in the news. It's in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It's in, you know, the Dave Meltzer's. It's in the news, okay? So I'm not going to read it because i already seen it already. Everyone's talking about it. Vince McMahon. You are not a genius from a creative standpoint. You're not, okay? You never liked Sting, okay? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You never liked him. You never wanted him in WWE. There's been plenty of opportunities for Sting to be in the WWE. I'm going to take one example. Do you remember the build towards WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta, Georgia? Do you remember that? Do you remember the match that we got between Triple H and The Undertaker? Ladies and gentlemen, that was not supposed to be Triple H's spot. Ladies and gentlemen, that was supposed to be for Sting. Sting was rumored to be jumping ship to the WWE. And at the last minute, he backed out. He went back to TNA, Impact Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you this right now. We should have got our dream match at WrestleMania 27, and we didn't, between Sting and The Undertaker. Ladies and gentlemen, at that point, The Undertaker was still The Undertaker, putting on clinics, putting on classics. 
we didn't get Sting Undertaker. I feel like that was the last shot. And when we didn't get that and got Triple H instead, I said to myself, damn, we're never getting Sting versus The Undertaker. And then Sting actually came to the WWE several years later. And the match that I wanted to see was Sting was The Undertaker. And we didn't get it. You know why we're not getting that match? Do you know why we will always talk about that match in lore, in wrestling lore, with other classics that we should have gotten, but we've never, we're never gonna get? Do you know why that? You know why that's the case? It's fairly simple, people. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. That's the reason why we're not getting Sting and The Undertaker. I find it funny. When I seen that Sting was still in the WWE at the time. All this man wanted was him to face the Undertaker. I mean, Jesus Christ, Vince, do you not want to give the guy what he wants? All he's asking is for him to face your greatest creation. Quite frankly, people say, that The Undertaker is bigger than Russell fucking Mania. You didn't give us Sting and Undertaker. Because you didn't want to work with fucking Sting? With Steve Boardman? You didn't want to work with the WCW talent? You didn't want him to work with the greatest creation? You didn't want him to work with your fucking guy. Okay. Come on, dude. I get where you're coming from, but come on, man. This was supposed to be one of the biggest wrestling dream matches of all time. I get people still talking about it. Now we're never seeing it ever. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. We're just going to have to deal with it. But I find it fucked up. That Sting could have been in WWE still. And all he wanted was one thing. Was him to face the Undertaker. And you didn't give it to him. And you didn't give it to us. I mean, Sting isn't the only one that fucking wanted the fucking match. I and everybody else have been saying for fucking years, Sting Undertaker is the ultimate dream match in professional wrestling. That has been my dream match for decades. Upon decades, upon decades, upon decades. And it's still my number one dream match. I have to face the reality. I'm not getting my fucking dream match. I'm not. And it fucking sucks. It really does. It sucks. WWE, Vince McMahon is not for the fans. Vince McMahon is for himself. He will forever be about himself. He just... It, it, it mainly played into... Not only he just didn't like Sting. He didn't like Sting because... 
oh, he, he went to WCW. No, no, no. It's not even about that. It's about that he went to Impact Wrestling. He went to Impact too. And so Vince McMahon's mentality is this. Oh, well, you come in here to my house. You visit two other houses. You should have left WCW and came to my house first. Maybe I would have gave you The Undertaker. Maybe. That's why Sting came to WWE, and I don't want to hear anybody bullshit me about, oh, Sting, he just wanted to come to WWE to accomplish a lot of goals. Bullshit. Bullshit. This man came to WWE for one reason and one reason only. It's the same reason why Bobby Lashley came to WWE, came back to the WWE. He wants one fucking thing. Bobby Lashley wants to face Brock Lesnar. Sting came to the WWE for one thing. A match with the fucking GOAT. A match with The Undertaker. And he's not getting it. At this point, I'm going to keep it real. I don't think Sting should have ever came back to WWE. I don't think he should have ever came to the WWE. Honestly. If this was was if this was going to happen to him. He fucking faced Triple H. Triple H and Sting is that match wasn't even in my dream match fucking card. What the fuck? I never wanted Sting and Triple H. I never wanted to see that shit. And then they botched it. With fucking NWO shit. Come on, man. That was so fucking lame. It really was. That should have been Sting's moment. He should have beaten Triple H and he didn't. He should have beaten Triple H and he did not. You know what, man? Looking back at it too, I feel like Sting and Undertaker should have wrestled at WrestleMania 31. Wasn't Bray Wyatt supposed to face Triple H at that time? Are you fucking serious, bro? You could have had two big time matches, bro. And you just flip. WWE literally just flip-flopped. Oh, yeah, Sting. You're not facing Undertaker. You're going you're gonna to face Triple H. Oh, yeah, Undertaker. Um, I'm sorry. You, you're going to face. You're going to face Bray Wyatt. Come on, man. I'm at, bro, Bray Wyatt and Triple H had momentum. Bray Wyatt and Triple H could have been fucking great. We're never seeing that match. WWE could have had two great matches at WrestleMania 31. Overall, I thought WrestleMania 31 is one of the best WrestleManias of all time. One of my all-time favorites. You had Sting Undertaker. And then you had Triple H. And Bray Wyatt? And you didn't do that. Jesus, man. The WWE sometimes, I don't know what they think. Their mentality should be putting on the best possible show. Each and every Monday Night Raw. Each and every SmackDown. Each and every pay-per-view. I don't know, man. I'm at a loss for words. I just can't believe that happened to Sting. That's fucked up. That's real fucked up, man. 
And it is what it is, man. It's not happening. We're never getting Sting Undertaker. And we're just going to have to deal with that reality. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I got on today's podcast. Please make sure you guys follow me on IG at JT Creative One Dash. Follow the podcast on IG at The Wrestling Takeover Dash Podcast. And also follow me on Twitter at Jordan T CK918. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast on Anchor and on Spotify. It's the Creative King. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning for the Friday night SmackDown results slash review. Y'all have a good day. I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, she's fine. Wondering where she be mine. Walk past, I pray.